Joining the show now is Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature for our Pro Football Scope. Uh, Barry, how was your Christmas? I hope I hope it was a very very good one. Yeah, it's good. All that cold weather, though, that you know, all the all the old <laughs> Yankees can take that. I I am shocked that you took a vacation. I thought you just lived at the station with your wife. That's not true. Oh no, no, I, I my <laughs> I do not. I I I was very happy to take. Well, I had. I, I wanted to take a break at some point, and I, I thought maybe going home was, was was a possibility, but we ended up just staying here in Pensacola, and it was good to to just have a couple of days, uh, a few days to just relax. And while I'm following sports, as always, it's not necessarily uh, talking about them. It gives some good family time. But, um, yeah, it, it was very good. And I'll tell you what, Barry, there, there's so much stuff. I wish, in a way, well, look, it, not, not that I wish I had a show because I enjoyed the time. Uh, with my wife and, and yeah. hanging out and all that. But I will tell you, there's so many things in the NFL that happened over the course of this week that we're going to dive into. Um, is there anything that stood out as the biggest news story coming into this Friday ahead of all the games that are crucial for teams' playoff races? Is there one that stands out maybe as a bigger deal than the others? Well, I'd have to say that the Raiders mentioned Derek Carr is is just a shock. Um, how do you take your starting quarterback and, and you say, well, um, we're not going to make the playoffs and we want you to not only not play, but we don't even want you around the facility. I mean, how, how do you do that? Yeah, I, 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 I was shocked when I saw that. Not, not only they were going to bench him, I, I was surprised at that, but then the whole deal of him stepping away from the team, I, I, I was floored by that. Like, what in the world does that mean? And, and right afterwards... Devontae Adams making the comment of, you know, I, I, I always, I mean, Derek Carr is my guy, you know, I, I came to the Raiders because of Derek Carr. So at that point, if you're, if you're uh, Mr. Davis or you're any, any Raiders fan, you think to yourself, well, if Derek Carr's not the quarterback, then does Devontae Adams not want to be here? And what, what happens then? Yeah. And, and, and believe it or not, I think a destination for him might be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, yes, that's if that's interesting. true, then that would leave the door open. If Tom Brady decides that, you know, he wants to keep playing and he's, he, you know, has to go home every day to an empty house and he doesn't <laughs> like that, maybe he would end up in Las Vegas. That uh, that would set the world on fire. But I think some really, really good destinations for Derek Carr is one would be Indianapolis. Mm. I, I think this is going to be um, Matty Ice's last year. And really, they have an exceptional team. They've got a really good defense. They just need some spark on the offense. And I think that would be a good place for him. Uh, the other thing would be uh, the Saints. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think James, I don't think Jameis Winston is going to come back. And, and the Saints really are a roller coaster. They've got a great uh, offensive line. They've got a defensive line. It's real good. But they do have sour cap issues, and they don't have a first-round pick. So their financial situation makes a quarterback of Carr's nature just trickier to project as a strong possibility. But if the Raiders end up cutting Carr, which is a, a possibility, then the Nolans might be able to find a way to make it work. Yeah, I think that when 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 you bring when you bring the Saints into this, it's very interesting because this is something that I've said on the show before too. Is I don't think Jameis is that guy, but the fact that they don't have a first round pick, I, I don't know if if the Raiders would would be 
likely, I don't know if they're going to cut him. I don't know if they'd want to trade him. I don't know if the Saints have anything to trade that the Raiders would want. But that idea that, and that rumor that, hey, uh, Tom could easily, Tom Brady could easily come to the Raiders because that was a, a possible plan a couple of years ago before he went to Tampa. He could have gone to Vegas. I mean, all of this could work its way out where Derek Carr ends up in the NFC South in some way, shape, or form. I find it interesting, too, where the Colts are at. And I think the Saints and Colts are in a similar type of predicament where their roster is very good, but the quarterback position is really what's holding them back, or in the Colts' case, maybe even coaching uh, to a further extent. But you could also say the Saints with Dennis Allen hasn't worked out either. Um, how much of a change could we see this offseason? Maybe even, dare I say, with Aaron Rodgers, too, because I know there was a report out there that Jordan Love could could ask for a trade if he's not going to be the starter in 2023 because he feels like he could be that guy. And obviously, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, we had a similar type of a situation that we saw there. I mean, how much movement could we be seeing with the quarterback position, including Jimmy G maybe even, and Brock Purdy as well? Yeah, and Jimmy G probably is the biggest um, obstacle there, and he might be – on everybody's list to bring in, including the 49ers. Um, you know, they, they just, uh, with Purdy on their team, they just kind of ended up with something that was not foreseen. Nobody saw that coming. But I love Jimmy G. I think he's a, a, a great hand. He's got um, a good touch on the ball. He's accurate. And he does move the sticks. Um, and as far as, uh, as far as Aaron Rodgers, I mean, who knows? I mean, what, I don't understand why these guys keep hanging on now. I remember back in the day, Johnny Unitas played for the San Diego Chargers one year. Uh, Joe Namath played for uh, the Los Angeles Rams one year. Um, so, you know, it's tough, I guess, after that's all you've known as an adult. And you think about it, this is the only job that Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, this is the only job they've ever had in their whole life. Yeah. So, I, you know, they've all got money, so it's not like they're going to have to figure out that I'm going to have to go and become a substitute school teacher or get my real estate <laughs> license. But as far as Jordan Love, uh, years ago he was at the Senior Bowl, and I did an interview with him because the Browns, when they had Hugh Jackson, that's how far back that was, they were looking at a quarterback. Now, they ended up with the Notre Dame quarterback, uh, whose, whose name kind of splits my mind. But Jordan Love was a distinct possibility. He is accurate. He's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and I thought he was a really good prospect coming out. It's surprising to me that he has been on this roster for, for as long as he has. Um, and, you know, I I saw a tweet that says that um, that they believe Jordan Love will seek a trade this offseason if he's not the starter based on a conversation that they had today. Um, oh, you wow. Know, he, would be, uh, okay. he, would, he could be barreling towards a it's him or me situation uh, for, for Green Bay. Now, remember, mm. Rodgers didn't love sitting behind Brett Favre either, but he did for three years. Well, Jordan Love has been sitting for four years, and still he hasn't sniffed the field. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's uh, an interesting, you know, thing to follow here when we look at the it's him or me type of situation um, regarding quarterbacks and guys that are drafted as early as Jordan Love was, and it's like, hey, either you believe in me or you don't, and if you don't, then it's time to move on. And I think it, you know it could come to that here, and as you said, that's been 
over the course of social media the last couple of weeks has been sprinkled in there. Another quarterback, not to say that they're going to be traded for any uh, way, shape, or form, but Tua having his third concussion uh, as we speak with Barry of Dogs by Nature on our Pro Football Scope. Barry, I, I feel like this is a very, and I think people have talked about this a lot in detail already over the course of the week, but it's concerning in a lot of ways. It's his third one this season. The Miami Dolphins previously were investigated. They're getting investigated again. And it's interesting when you hear Mike McDaniel say, we don't know where he had his concussion at. When there's one play in particular, he gets slammed down in his back and he has that whiplash again on his head. And from there on out, in that point of the game, he had three interceptions and the Dolphins blew that game and lost to the Green Bay Packers. Is there any inkling that he could retire? Is there any thought process that he should consider it from what you're hearing or, or, or your, just your opinion in, in general regarding Tua Tagovailoa? Well, there's there's been growing concern about Tua's long-term health. Um, many are, are debating uh, whether or not uh, he should shut it down for the season or even beyond. Uh, his trainer tweeted out today, uh, and I'll, I'll give you a quote on this. I know some of you are mad, but Tua ain't going nowhere for a very, very, very long time. Get over it. That's yeah. his trainer speaking. Um, you know, that's a touchy situation. Um, quitting football, I don't think he's an option for Tua right now. Um, he's in the, the concussion protocol for the second time this season after suffering a head injury and that loss to the, the Packers on Christmas Day, which um, it, it's probably his third head injury this season. Uh, you know, that, that's real tough. And, and you think about a lot of former NFL retired players, a lot of them uh, have donated their brains to uh, research on all this and have had lots of problems. There's been suicides over there. Mm-hmm. But Tua uh, is day-to-day – um, after ending the protocol, and he'll sit out this Sunday's game against the Patriots, which is really a crucial matchup for the Dolphins where they sit in the playoff picture. Um, Teddy Bridgewater get the start. And, um, but being miserable is um, your own prerogative, especially when the season isn't over and the playoffs are ready and waiting. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely a, a crucial game from, from, from that perspective, as you just said, and to me, it's his brother as well said that I, I can't see him quitting football, um, but it's something that he absolutely has to think about. And for me, I would say absolutely shut it down the rest of the year. Um, and I understand him wanting to come back and, and you know being up for that. If he feels it's okay and they clear him, then you know it's up to him to make that decision. Obviously, but and as you said, it's a very touchy situation regarding concussions and long-term health or, or lack thereof that we've seen here over you know, the past couple of, of decades of research that, that, that has gone into concussions and CT and all those things. Speaking with Barry Shuck of Dogs My Nature, a couple other things that we want to get into. As you mentioned, a crucial week for the Dolphins, the Patriots, but the other teams as well. Um, Bengals-Bills is more of a... The, both teams are in the playoffs, but that that is a matchup that is seen. I think it's tied for the most wins combined by the two teams in any NFL game. Uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen have the most combined touchdowns, I think. either It's either near the record or it is the record for most combined touchdowns by two quarterbacks playing against each other in a game. But there's so many other games that have implications on making the playoffs, staying in the running for the playoffs, or a seeding. I mean, this is where we really get into the nitty-gritty of things and 
must-win games, essentially, for all of these teams. Absolutely. And, you know, I think this is going to be a preview of the AFC Championship game. I honestly do. Because if you look at the seeding, eventually Kansas City and Cincinnati are going to end up playing each other again. And Cincinnati owns the Chiefs. They absolutely own them. Home, away, uh, with Tyreek Hill, without Tyreek Hill, it doesn't matter. Uh, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, and I tell you what, Joe Mixon is just an absolute stud. He is just having a great year. And the receiving core of Cincinnati, you know, if you take out Jamar Chase, I mean, look against the Browns. Uh, They were given Jamar Chase 12-yard cushions. And so he was taking five, six, seven yard catches, mm-hmm. and he ended up with over a hundred yards. He doesn't, he doesn't have to beat you deep like Tyreek Hill will. But when you add Boyd and when you add uh, T. Higgins into the mix, and, and Joe Mixon is a very fine receiver out of the backfield. Um, so I think that this is a preview of the AFC Championship game because the Chiefs are not going to get past the Bengals, and the Bills are going to end up playing the other teams that are going to come through that bracket and eventually meet the Cincinnati in the, in the AFC championship game. So it's, it's a great Monday night matchup and it'll be two great teams and two great offenses. I think it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be a 38, 35 type of game. I think it'll be lead changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one team will start off hot and get, up 10 and the other team will pass them the other team will pass and by the end of the game you're just going to go wow i should have recorded that one barry shock of dogs by nature joining the show i will i'm so pumped up for monday night to, to watch that one it's it's going to be a great matchup uh obviously with two, two great teams two great quarterbacks and uh it could even as barry said be a preview of the afc title game if you had to pick two teams from the nfc on the flip side who you think would be in the title game. I mean, to me, I would say the 49ers and Eagles are probably the popular ones. Um, did the Cowboys show you anything? Of course, no Jalen Hurts, but could could the Cowboys or even Vikings throw themselves into that equation too? Yeah, I'm going to pick the 49ers and Dallas in the NFC Championship okay. game. I think that they are top to bottom, special teams, offense, defense. I think they are both superior teams. What sets them apart from other teams is their defense. Um, the 49ers have the second-ranked defense right now, uh, led by D'Amico Ryans, who will be interviewed for head coaching jobs this year. He played at Alabama. Uh, he played for the Houston Texans for 10 years as a linebacker. He is going to be somebody's head coach next year, but he's got them um, in number two. And Dallas, I think that their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, I think that's their team's most uh, MVP this year. Uh, they're ranked fifth in in the, uh, the league, and uh, they've got just top to bottom. They've got a pass rush that's second to nine, and they've got a really good secondary, but their special teams unit is, is awesome. And um, top to bottom, I just think that those two are the two best teams. Yeah, I, the, the NFC, is it's, it's, it's interesting how that whole – conference has really played itself out because we look at Tampa Bay and Green Bay and think, oh yeah, those guys are going to be back because Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have always been in the running. The Rams, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. And, you know, those three teams are not not to say, because Tampa Bay is likely to win the division and Green Bay could sneak in as well, but they're, they're not the same teams. I mean, M- Minnesota for 
and their their big difference is uh, as electric as they are offensively, their defense is atrocious. And when it gets down to right. the playoffs, we, we we always are looking at, at defense. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think the biggest disappointment this year. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one. I'll give you one, and uh, you give me one. Okay. I'm going to say the Rams. How does a Super Bowl champion go from from just running through the league, winning the Super Bowl, running away with the Super Bowl? And end up with only five wins. Uh, they've got no continuity on offense, and that's what their coach is, is famous for. Now, of course, their their best receiver, Cooper Cup, went down, and that's a huge, huge loss. But they've got zero running game. They're like 29th in the league in rushing. Mm. You can throw all day on them, and it's just a huge disappointment. Who's your team? Man, I said that, that's a tough one. I would say it's – I would probably say the Denver Broncos, but I think the Raiders are right there as well because they got the number one rusher in the league in Josh Jacobs, and they still only got six wins. Um, but if you look at the Broncos, I'm, and, and they've obviously gotten rid of Nathaniel Hackett, that happening earlier this week, but it, it's almost as if Russell Wilson just doesn't have it for whatever reason that 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 is. Like, and it's, I mean, they've got everybody talked about it before the season. Oh, they got a great defense, and the defense was very good this year, mind you. They just could, they could not score to save their lives. And I'm looking at the stats right now. Nope. They they have the worst offense from a scoring perspective outside of the Cleveland Browns. Or no, I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns have 323, not 223. They have the worst offense. They, they, they have the worst scoring offense in the league. And it's not particularly yep. close. It's worse than Houston even. Yeah, and that's, that's bringing in a superstar quarterback with that huge, huge contract. And, and you know, that's a contract that now everybody is going to be looking at. I mean, yeah. they're looking at Deshaun's contract, which is fully guaranteed, but that's an anomaly. I think Russell Wilson's contract is more uh, more relevant and realistic for a money. Let me tell you, all 31 NFL owners are mad at the Cleveland owners, uh, the Haslam's, for giving a contract that's fully guaranteed, and, and they just never should have gone that that, that way yeah. with it. But, but I think all these uh, quarterbacks that are wanting big contracts are going to use the Russell Wilson contract as a go-by and get nothing out of it. What do they have, four wins? Yep, four and 11 they are right now. They stink. They're horrible. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not good yeah. at all. Uh, Barry Shrek of Dogs by Nature joining us. Uh, final thing before we uh, wrap things up, Barry, you mentioned the Browns and the Haslams and all that. Eliminated from the playoffs, six and nine right now. What is your overall evaluation, I guess, of the Browns in the season and that loss to the Saints where they only put up 10 points? Yeah, they had a 10 to nothing lead, actually. But, you know, when they had their backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, in there, they were the fifth-best offense when he went through the 11th game. They were the fifth-best offense in the league. Now they can't buy points. <laughs> yeah. They've only scored two touchdowns. Since Deshaun Watson is, is shown up under center, they have only scored two offensive touchdowns. Uh, the only game that they played well is the the defense scored a touch a uh, touch two touchdowns and the, they got a punt return and uh, they got two field goals out of the offense. Deshaun Watson is just not having a, a good time. He just looks rusty. He, um, you know what, what we envision. When we got to Sean Watson, is his Clemson days and his early Texans days, sort of like uh, Lamar Jackson, where if somebody's covered, he he runs from the pocket and he gets 11 yards, 17 yards, 
at the end of the game, he's got almost 90 yards rushing, um, throwing for 300 yards passing. None of that is happening. He, he is only running and scrambling when he absolutely has to, and that's that's very infrequent. I, you know, if I was if I was the head coach, I put Brissett back in and play him for two games, and then decide if that's you know what is wrong with that offense. Hmm. Maybe it is. Man, I, that that would be quite the storyline. I think if if Deshaun Watson were to get benched, and neither here nor there, if he's the guy next year, which it. I mean, they, they, they paid him the money. It seems like he has to be. Um, all eyes are going to be on him, and the pressure is going to be even more severe than it was, I think, him just coming back based on how they've looked offensively. Uh, Barry, appreciate the time as always. Do you have an idiom for us today? I do. I'm going to give you where squib kick came from. Okay. What a squib kick is is where the the kicker – he doesn't keep kick it deep into the end zone, and he's not trying to make an onside kick. He kicks it low, and it it only rises off the ground uh, a few yards. And once it bounces, what it's supposed to do is the ball is supposed to bounce all over the place where the other offense, uh, the, the return team, doesn't have an opportunity to return it or get a good return off of that. It's uh, kicked low and, and downfield instead of high and at a shorter distance. Um, then the kickoff team must try to corral the odd-shaped football, which can travel in any direction once it makes repeated contact with the playing surface. This was named by Bill Walsh, who was head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, in 1981. His kicker, Ray Wershing, was injured, yet had what was scheduled to play anyway on the road against the Detroit Lions um, in September. Well, on one particular kick, Worshing struck the ball wrong, which sent the ball on a low flight. Well, the Lions had a lot of difficulty fielding the ball, and it bounced all over the place. Uh, Walsh said that the football reminded him of how a firecracker would jump all over the place, which is what the word squib means, is a small firework. Great stuff. I, I, Squib, Squib Kick was my go-to in, uh, in, in Madden when I was playing, when I, when I played Madden. I, I haven't played it for a few years now, but that's always the go-to because the thing will bounce around a little bit. It'll pumble off a player and you can get it. It's almost better than an onside kick. Well, Barry, appreciate the time as always. Uh, you have a good and, and happy new year over, over this weekend. And, and we're looking forward to talking to you again here next week. Anytime, my friend. See you next year.